Emotional healing usually begins with our story, our narrative. Mine might go like this. I am a man, a husband, father, grandfather, social worker, writer, artist, and psychotherapist. I try to do my best to be a good person and help others, but I am imperfect. I experienced a workplace mobbing that devastated my life. I broke down. I had a stroke. I recovered physically and emotionally with the help of many others. I am grateful for all that I have received. I made a decision to use my skills as a writer and therapist to help others who had similar experiences. That decision was healing too. The field of workplace bullying and mobbing remains problematic on many levels. Some fundamental concerns have not been addressed fully or are difficult or awkward to address. Most bullying is, in fact, mobbing, a different way of looking at workplace aggression that does not lend itself to simple solutions. Women are abused in the workplace approximately twice as often as men. Call me simple, but to me, a woman being abused is an abused woman. Yet mobbing is rarely identified as a woman's issue like other forms of abuse. I believe this is to a great extent because, unlike any other form of woman abuse, at least half of the abusers are other women, and at least a third of the targets are men. We have not confronted the reasons why mobbing more often takes place in environments with job security, unions, good pay, and benefits. Mobbing can happen anywhere, but universities, schools, social and volunteer agencies, hospitals, and civil service offices are hotbeds. Organization policies to address harassment are widely recognized by targets and advocates as worse than useless. This is because they are working from a false paradigm, individual rather than systemic. Moreover, these processes almost inevitably bow to power, and those participating in investigations, tribunals, etc., are compromised emotionally and physically. Helping professionals who should address workplace mobbing are silent. They have not identified the concerns unique to targets of mobbing, nor the social context from which mobbing arises. People who participate in the discussion, write about mobbing, and research abuses in the workplace bring their own biases and experiences to the table. This is not a bad thing, but at this stage in history, it can be confusing to a reader and unhelpful to anyone living the nightmare that is mobbing. To this book, I bring 30 years of clinical experience as a psychotherapist, the experience of a workplace mobbing, recovering from the subsequent breakdown, and most importantly, the experience of many women and men who have seen my videos, read my articles, and shared their stories with me. The true innovator was Dr. Heinz Lehmann, 1932-1999. He was a psychologist with an additional academic degree in psychiatry. Lehmann first began to describe the phenomenon of mobbing while investigating the suicides of nurses. He went on to treat more than 1,300 people in outpatient and residential settings. While much of his work has been translated into English, he remains relatively unknown among North American clinicians. Most of the work on mobbing has come from academics and advocates. 
Their work is terrific, and their influence will infuse this book. But I am neither. I am a working therapist who sits down every week with 15 to 20 people as an employee assistance counselor for a large company and in my private practice. While people seek me out in my private practice based on my website and word of mouth, I actually see more targets in my EAP practice. This is remarkable given that no special effort is made to stream them my way.